Another week, another snarf talk. And we're back. We are here, Christopher. Uh, happy 4th of July, everyone. It passed. It's gone. Yeah, it's over we with. We should have mentioned that in our last I know. podcast. I thought of that after we recorded, but I always think of that stuff after we record because <laughs> that was like perfect timing, but I never... I never wish anybody a happy anything, and I apologize, <laughs> because I'm probably the happiest person on this show. So, quick 4th of July update, because I've had a lot of people asking about it. A lot of people. Um, I am fine. Everything's good. I had a m- minor to moderate injury <laughs> on yes. the 4th of July, a uh, fireworks-related injury. Um, but we still kept all 10 fingers. Yes, I, I posted it. about that the all day of, of my appendages. <laughs> um, I did some damage to my eye, but it all looks to be fixable. Yes, <laughs> it's all recoverable. Hopefully. Just looks like you got punched by yeah, a... That's why I'm wearing sunglasses right now, because it looks like I was in a combat yeah. fight club. Right, but with like a, a relatively weak man (laughs) to be honest yeah it looked worse earlier in the week but oh all right oh sure it always looks worse (laughs) it's gotten a lot better very quickly so you should see the other guy yeah (laughs) um so anyway i know uh everybody was wanting details on that i don't really want to talk about it so everybody can quit asking me about it i'm fine you know what formulate your own story i think it all got a little blown out of proportion yeah it it seemed worse than it was at the time and sure. then it seemed at the time, yes, I would agree. Yeah, any traumatic injury at the time Is, seems traumatic. Yeah, everybody gets a little, you know, a little on edge. Like we want to help you, we want to get things better. Um, and then it just kind of fizzled down to yeah. like, I mean, with, oh, within about not that bad. ten to fifteen minutes, within about ten minutes of getting in a vehicle to go to the ER, I was already texting people, saying, yeah. Oh, yeah. not to worry about it because. I didn't lose my eye, and it basically amounted to some uh, five stitches. And some abrasions. Some abrasions and some hopefully temporary vision loss, which is already significantly better than it was. So. Right. The way you explain that makes it sound significantly <laughs> worse. Well, actually. I'm not trying to minimize the, the damage yeah. my eye took, but... Um, Luckily, hopefully. It was all, a glancing blow. It's all going to be recoverable. That's the, that's it, the goal. It is point. recoverable, and I feel like you're going to win. You know, you <laughs> just, with that. I did say one thing to the eye doctor. I've been to the eye doctor now like three times, um, and I'm going again every week for the rest of my life probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, not for real, but probably for the next month or two. Sure. Um, I did say something today because I've never, I've probably only been to an eye doctor like three times in my life. Well, that's crazy. I have like perfect vision. I do have a pair of no, glasses. You don't? Yes, I do. I, oh, it, it, is this where you follow it up with like, oh, I have vision. I have glasses to correct my vision. No, no, it's not for that. Um, I do have a, a pair of glasses that I can use when driving at night because I do have a stigmatism. That's so, bad. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. I have an astigmatism. I'm like blind. Um, well, I'm not. It just I have like 20/20 vision. The only thing is sometimes it's I have to strain oh. at night driving. Not that my vision's blurry. I just have to strain a little bit, and you know, so they gave me a pair of glasses just to kind of ease that strain, which I've literally almost never worn. Never used, of course. Um, so anyway, I went in there today. I was talking to him. I said, you know, I just always took for granted 
my eyes, my yes. eyesight. Like I just everybody avoid, does. I don't they? Put, yeah, I mean, but I feel like at least people that have glasses or contacts, you know, at least are more tuned in to their eyes. I yeah, and I, it's not yeah. something I've ever even had to think about. And you realize they once you start getting into retinal damage and optic nerves, you realize that how fickle your eye. I mean, there's right very little room to screw around. Like, Absolutely. if you take damage to your retina or to your optic nerve, it's irreversible for the most part. I've never taken damage to an eye, but my eyes have just always been damaged. Yeah. You know, like, I just have never been able to see good. And as soon as I, I remember getting glasses when I was little, it was before I started kindergarten, and I remember them giving me glasses. I clearly remember this. I remember getting the glasses and my mom, like, putting them on me. And we were standing in the, like the waiting room area of this, of, it was Ortez's uh, years ago. You know, it would have been what, like 27 years ago. And she put them on my face and I remember looking at her and I was like, and I said, I said, mom, you've got freckles. Huh. And she was like, like started crying <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Because, and the doctor even said, he's like, I, I don't even know how you learned how to ride a bike. You have like no vision yeah. whatsoever. I've got terrible vision, but I've always wanted to get that laser surgery. You know, what's it called? LASIK. LASIK to get them corrected. Cause I'm at this point now I am, you'd think I'd be really used to glasses and I am, they don't bother me. I just really want to get rid of them. Just I'm, get not LASIK, con- then. I'm not a contact. It's almost like a hundred percent. Yeah, I know, and that's what I want to do. Um, I just haven't ever lined it up or done it. Yeah. And well, I know the person you should go to when you decide to do it. Really? Who? Yeah, Spectrum Eye and Juliet. Oh, all right. Um, Juliet, that's not far. No, but he also is in Ortez's office every Thursday. Doctor Desai, I believe. No kidding. Super good. All right. Well, that's what I'll do. Then I will say that I will say Snarf recommends Ortez Eye and Absolutely. Hearing in Morris. When I was in the emergency room, I was talking to the doctor, and he goes, you're, you're so lucky that you live in Morris. And I said, why is that? He goes, because you have the best eye doctor that I've ever encountered in the city of Morris. No kidding. Dr. Ortez. And, Good old Timmy. And I've gone to him before in my life, but again, like I said, I haven't really been to the eye doctor very much. Um, but anyway, this was on, on 4th of July night, Yeah. and he was going to come in to his office, open his office, at and see you? 10, 11 o'clock at night and see me. All right. <laughs> oh and then the, the emergency room doctor is like, I don't think you need it. I don't think it's an emergency. Um, but he said, he, he's, he, I told him, I asked him about tomorrow. So he came in on Sunday morning, opened the office, and just me in there with him and spent like two hours with me. Wow. And I don't even know if I'm going to get charged for it. <laughs> he did some tests and stuff, but like he didn't write down any information. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's beside the point. And then he gave me a cell phone number and then was texting me, just checking in like the whole day and then set up an appointment with an eye retina surgeon the next day via text message. Holy cow. And at seven o'clock the next morning, he said, Hey, did that surgeon ever get a hold of you? And I said, No, not yet. And he said, Oh, hang on. And about 15 minutes later, I got a call from the eye surgeon and they had me in for nine o'clock. Holy cow. In the morning. And then was texting me to follow up, and then I was back in there today. And then he ran a bunch more tests today, and like half the tests he ran today, he's like, I'm not charging you for any of these. Wow. I'm like, awesome. And I think a lot of it is because um, 
Well, he's a super good guy. Yeah. Like legitimately. And you probably own stock in his company. No, I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is it's they don't see a lot of this kind of thing. Right. This is like interesting. He kept saying that over and over again. He's like, this is an academic case. Really? I want to take a lot of pictures. Oh, I want to take a lot of tests. It's a learning. So it's we can it's train yeah. ourselves and, and students and everything like that. That's pretty cool. So it was it is cool. And he and so anyway. Don't you feel privileged to be that case? Um, you know, it's just that I've only had like two things happen to me in my life ever yeah. medically. One is I had an, a, a, a SVT. testicle removed. <laughs> I had a subventricular tachycardia, so it's a it's a irregular heart rhythm that I've had since I was a kid. Okay, but I had an attack. Oh, I don't know, five years ago, and I had to go to the ER, and they've never been able to do anything about it because it happened so infrequently. It would happen like maybe once a month. Mm-hmm. And it was bad when it happened, but unless you catch it in the moment, in the moment, it, you can't do anything. You can't diagnose it. it unless you're going to wear around a, a heart monitor forever. Sure. So they caught it though in the ER. My pulse was like uh, 450. That's not possible. Uh, that's what they said. They said they've never seen anything like it. So then I went into the cardiologist, like the following. What does that feel like? Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Awful. 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 Anyway, so I go into the cardiologist the next day or the day after, and he is literally like taking pictures of my EKG, taking pictures of the stuff. Like his mind is blown. He's like texting them to all of his friends that are cardiologists. Yeah. Do you think it's a superhuman capability? I don't know. To where it gives you some sort of power? I don't know. But anyway, so I had that fixed. And then this, that's really the only things I've ever been to the doctor for, or the emergency room anyway. They, they're pretty significant, though, in the grand scheme of things. Like, those two things are more significant than people that go to the doctor, like, frequently for, like, <laughs> minor stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, you're just a, an anomaly. I don't know. I don't want to. A medical I'm anomaly. I wood on that one. But, <laughs> um, so anyway, I was kind of a case study in that situation, too. So in both cases, I've been, like, an academic case yeah. <laughs> for training. Wow. I would feel privileged. <laughs> To have those problems. Anyway, so that's over. Fourth of July is over. I don't want to talk about that injury anymore. It is. Quit bothering me about it. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of well-meaning. Absolutely. Text. It's all... Honestly... Uh, it's all in good intentions. Like, they just absolutely. are... People are just checking in on you. You have a lot of people that care about you. And I think that's good. But I can understand on the other side of things where it's just a little bit overwhelming to... For people to ask the same thing over and over again, like, whoa, heard about the eye. Holy cow, man, are you all right? Dude, your eye good? Yeah. Like, that would get that annoying. That doesn't bother me. It's honestly, it's, it's internal stuff of my own. Like, it's just, I feel like it's very embarrassing. Like, it's an embarrassing oh, injury. Would. Oh, but it is. It's stupid. I, would, I honestly would not be embarrassed about it at all. It's like an it's, accident. It's a stupid accident, though. It's one of those things like you never think you're going to be that person. When but you it's hear an about ac- on the news, like that person that gets injured by fireworks. You're never going to be that person. I get it's it. It's embarrassing. I mean, uh, I get that it was an accident, like on Fourth. It's very, uh, it's a very cliche accident, right? Like yep. getting hurt on the Fourth of July by a uh, firework. But it's called an accident for a reason. It's like not planned. We really didn't, you really didn't do necessarily anything wrong. You were out of the way, lit a firework, and it happened to hit you. Like, it is what it is. I don't think that should be anything to be embarrassed about. There's nobody that I know of, anyway, like, that are, is standing around saying, oof, 
Chris Harford. <laughs> like, did you, like, what What a dummy standing over top of firework. No, you didn't. Like, it wasn't a thing that happened. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be embarrassed about it. All I would say is I've been lighting fireworks my entire life. Never had any issue. Never thought it was that dangerous. I still don't think it's an issue for the most part. I still don't think it's that dangerous if you right. do it right. I will say that if you encounter a certain firework that you're not exactly sure. Like this one, the second I lit it, it exploded. Right. It had some kind of fast burning fuse that I wasn't aware. Yeah, it was definitely something different. It was definitely different. It was not normal. I've been lighting fireworks my entire life. Mm -hmm. So just know that... If something looks out of place... Not even that. Like, don't be in a situation even that close to it. Well, if you have any questioning, like if you're questioning anything about it, just don't do it. Right. At, at the end of the day, like, don't like that firework. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and like, if I probably would have had it up on like a surface more, it wouldn't, yeah, eye level, I guess. And like, I would definitely wear eye protection now going forward anytime I was going to light a firework just because I know mm-hmm. that situation. But, you know, um, certainly, you know what? Honestly, there have been many times I've lit fireworks that things have gone array, awry. Yeah. And you're like, whoo. And every time you're like, whoo-hoo, I got out of that one. Yeah. Like mortar tubes tip tip over and yep. shoot at a crowd of people or shoot at yourself. Yes. Shoot at your house. I mean, everybody's had that happen. I mean, I've seen that happen. And not even ones that I've lit, but I've seen other people do it. Yeah. Dozens no, of times. It. Yeah. One time I remember as I was a kid, we, I lit a rocket, but like a big rocket. Not like a mortar. It was actually like a rocket. Okay. And it just fell over and just <laughs> shot like through an entire crowd of people. Oh um, so, I mean, honestly, it was probably probably overdue. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was necessarily overdue. I don't no. think it's ever due, but no. I, I understand what you mean. If like, you're going to light mortars, at the time, screw them down, the base is down yes. to a piece of wood. Yes. So... We're having a firework display on Saturday this week, like with uh, Amy's family, like some of her aunts and uncles are coming over. And they did it last year. I think it's going to be a reoccurring thing. They come out and uh, her uncle sets up a bunch of fireworks in our pasture and shoots them off. It's just because we have the area to do it and it looks nice there. Um, but I'm going to make sure things are a little bit safer. Yeah, than, screw them down. We screwed them down last year to to a pallet. Do it on it a hay rack. really well. But, do it on a hay rack. But it was low. So, I, again, like, I think it does need to be up higher, and I'm going to tell that to Gary. Like, we need to put it up on a hay rack. Yeah, I just think put that's a hay a rack idea. out there and, and go that way direction. And then, you know, like, tape on some longer fuse or something. You know what I mean? Yep. Or fuse a couple things together so you don't have to keep running in and out lighting stuff, which isn't fun anyway because you don't get to see any of it. If you're the one lighting them, if you're lighting one at, one after another after another, you don't really see any of it. Right. No, you see. You're just running back and forth. Yep. So, so you know what? Like, if you have any sympathy or you want to show sympathy to Chris, we have T-shirts for sale <laughs> that you could easily purchase from Snarf Talk. I there. ruined one. He. He did, and I commented on it. Maybe it's a little insensitive, but I said, you know what? That's a new shirt, and you got blood all over I was it. wearing my brand-new Snarf Talk shirt, and now it's covered in blood. Um, I'm going to post the picture of as us wearing those shirts, not the bloody shirt. my face, and blood was streaming down <laughs> yes. my arm into my entire shorts and shirt that were covered in blood. I had said that night, I was like, oh. you came back 
to the party. And yeah, so that's the important thing we need to understand, guys. <laughs> yeah, I came back to the party. You did, and continued to drink. Grabbed a beer right away. <laughs> drank a beer, and I was like, "Is that something you should be doing?" And then you're like, "I don't know." And then Amy's like, "Yeah, go ahead. It's not a big deal." <laughs> and then stayed until like probably after midnight. Yeah, it was after midnight. Yep, and that was fine. I was really only in the ER for two hours tops, maybe. No, it was like right Maybe at two hour. hours. No, it was right at two hours because you got back a little after 11 and you left a little after nine. Yeah. So, so. anyway. Because I was timing you. They didn't make me get a CT scan, which I thought was a little overboard. Well, at least you have it. They just wanted it's to make file. sure that orbital bone wasn't affected. But you never know. Again. Those, or- those orbital bones. Or they wanted to get the $2,500 for the CT scan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for real, we have t-shirts for sale. So, yes, we do. Uh, $20 a shirt, $35, $30 for a sweatshirt. Never 30 bucks remember. for a sweatshirt, 20. 20 bucks for a shirt, 45 for both. I'm going to post a picture this week. I keep talking about it, but I'm going to post a picture of Chris and I at that party of us wearing oh, those yeah. shirts uh, so you guys can finally see them because I haven't ever posted anything about it. But I'm going to put it up on our social media You'll be able to see the shirts at least. I don't have a picture of the sweatshirts, but I'll get one. And uh, you'll be able to see them, order them, and they're awesome. You'll yeah. love them. All right. Where are we doing? Where are we going on this week? I got a ton of what you're watching because, as I previously mentioned, uh, I had to have that retina surgery. So I basically, like, unlimited. I'm not supposed to really do anything. Like, you're not right. supposed to move yeah. your head. You're really not supposed to just do anything. So hmm. I've been sitting at home watching a lot of stuff. I don't. Okay. I don't have a ton of what I'm watching, but I, I don't do have, have some, any news. So I have some news uh, and I have a little bit of uh, uh, like stretching my springs here, Chris. Oh, and you know what it is? It's, What's this is like a, it's kind of a generic string or a spring stretcher, but it's going to, I'm going to talk about this heat and humidity that we've had yes. recently. Which I have maybe avoided most bo- of sitting on my couch yeah, all week. <laughs> maybe this is boring to some people, but you know what? I want to bitch about it because it sucks. I don't want to live in the South. I've never asked to live, live no, in the South. Me neither. I've never went down to the South saying, I want to live here I because feel like of we're your a rare, and humidity. rare breed because all I ever hear from people is, oh, I just want to get out of here. I just want to move South where the weather's better. And to those people, I'm just always like, are you insane? I think our weather is fine. Our I mean, weather is great here. I, I mean, granted, it's cold for two months. Wintertime, yes. Wintertime can be a challenge for a lot of people. I mean, it's, personally, it's, I like the cold. It's but harder to drive in. I don't get annoyed with winter until about middle of February. And yeah. by that point, it's like, hey, a couple of weeks, we're, we're, we're yeah. on the up and, and up. And I understand it's still cold in March and April, but at least in interspersed, you get nice days. And I right. like that. I like that dynamic of... Hey, it's all of a sudden now it's 50, 55 degrees and we're outside in shorts running around in the yard. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, it might get down to 30 the next couple of days, but oh, then you go back Whatever. inside. And then, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and you put on your sweatshirt again and you're fine. Yeah. But recently it has been so oppressively hot and humid. Yeah. I just, there's a couple guys that are, or not a couple, there's like 50 people that are working at the lock right now. They're core drilling some concrete. They're doing a bunch of work. And those guys are live in uh, southern Alabama. And I was talking to them today, and I was like, hey, 
I asked him, I was like, where are you guys from? He's like, oh, I'm from Southern Alabama. He's, I said, oh, I said, so this is like being at home. He said, honestly, it's kind of shittier. And I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, it's, it's hot there all the time. He's like, but this has been, he's like, this has been a little much. Yeah. And I was like, I agree with you. <laughs> like, that's amazing. I would have figured like, oh yeah, it feels like home, you know, no big deal. No, he also said, I don't like this in yep. the slightest, and neither do I. It's the worst. I want it to go back to normal. We continue to have baseball practice for some reason. <laughs> um, and tonight was fine. Tonight wasn't bad because it got kind of overcast, cloudy, and the actual wind picked up. Like, we actually had a breeze. I'm just done. I'm done with it. Yeah. I don't want to sweat. I hear you, man. I'm a whole, 100% in agreement. I, I, miss, I know you don't like sweating. No, I hate it. I remember this one uh, summer we had, I think it was 2009, and it never got above 80 the entire summer. It was awesome. It wasn't My great gosh. for the crops. No. But <laughs> and this year's good for, I mean, corn, uh, corn's need, shooting up we like need crazy, rain, but, but we yeah. do need some rain. Hopefully we get that tonight. Um, that's all. That's all I wanted to kind of complain about. I hear you. So stay in the air conditioning if you can. If you can't, drink water, folks. Water's important. Yeah. Um, so I got a few news things. Okay. I got one. Uh, the Boys. Oh, you yeah. remember that show? Season two. It's coming out, man, but it doesn't come out until September. Yeah. Which was kind of a downside, but the tra- they released a trailer, a full trailer for this season. Did you watch it? No, I haven't. Oh, was it good? Gosh, it's so good. Nice. I love this show, and the more I see stuff from season two the more i get excited for it and this trailer is like so the boys is very graphic like violent there's a lot of like blood and guts and stuff um but i think it's done well yeah like in the in the way of superheroes and stuff but it's like realistic for what would happen if a superhero realistic if a if like a guy put laser eyes on you it and how it would just like explode your body yeah I mean that—that's what would happen. So well, I they know. do that. I just that got way. laser eyes put on me, and it didn't explode. No, me. you didn't. Not his laser eyes. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I wasn't as crazy about the first season as you were. I did enjoy it, um, especially it towards the end. I am very excited about season two because I did think it ended yes. on a more interesting note than the it, middle. The middle, it just changed from my expectations because I hadn't read the comic. So you watch the first couple episodes and you think it's one thing. Yeah. And then it like gets kind of slow in the middle and then it completely changes what it is. So it did. It once, was a little clunky. Yeah. It was a little aspect. clunky through there. And that's where I had some problems with it. But overall, I enjoyed it a lot. And then the end, like the big changes they made, drew a lot of more intrigue towards season two. It's just a shame we've had to wait so long for season two. I think it was a little clunky in the way they tied it into the comic book. I, I haven't read much about it. I did start reading some of it after I saw the show and I realized like the way they tried to, to put the team together, like the boys, the team of yeah. people uh, that are going to fight against the superheroes. Which, by the way, is the least interesting part of the show. That's the, another problem is like your yeah. main and protagonists are the least interesting part. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. At that time, yes. At that time. I, I, think, I think it's going to change a little bit. Um, but the superheroes are, for the TV show anyways, like the point that you want to watch because they're the most right. interesting. They do, thing, do different Although things. Although the, like, the boys' team 
all very good actors, all I very think... good performances, especially Dennis Quaid Jr. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh and the other guy, Carl, what's his name? Pilkington. Is that right? No, I made that up. Okay. I don't know. Um I think they just had to spend a little more time to build up that team and get those characters built up. I think season two will do a lot better job because we already know who they are. Yeah. They can expand on each character and, and build that team up a little bit better. Um, I don't know, but this, this trailer was intense. See, I thought the best moments of season one were they, where, was where they brought in some levity instead of the oh, yeah. heavy grit. And because so, you're expecting the grit and the heavy, like yeah. all of that is throughout the whole season. But when they bring in the that kind of stuff, it's a good yes, I like agree. it's a good feeling to have that lightness in, in the show. I think they need to put a little bit more of that in season two, but I don't think we're going to get it. No, I don't think. If so, you no. look at, you got to watch the trailer. I would suggest everybody watch uh, the season two trailer if you haven't, or if you have seen the first season. If you haven't, go back and watch the first season. It's on Amazon. Um, but for me, this is kind of a snarf recommends as well. I like this show. I think, yeah, me too. I'm not, not recommending at all. I mean, I'm recommending it as well. And Amazon's got the cash, man. They throw out some money for this show. Like the production value of the show is very good. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, that was kind of one of the first Amazon, um, when you real originals, not the, it wasn't one of the first, but but it was one of the first that you realized you're like, Oh, this isn't bullshit. Right. Like you're they're like, doing something. You know, they had made a couple shows like um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and I know Transparent, which I never saw, and there was a I couple other ones. Anything. But those were either dramas or period dramas, comedies type thing. You didn't know where they could go with action. And then you get this and then Carnival Row and then Jack Ryan, some of the stuff. You're like, oh, wait. I thought the that I thought they were putting together lower budget shows or lower price shows. And that's when you realize, yes. Oh no, they're putting the, the best, most expensive content out there. Yes. They're the only Con- ones rivaling, in my opinion, HBO at this point, it was the boys. And then carnival row came out right after that. And, and Jack Ryan. Yeah. And well, Jack Ryan had already come out. Yeah. I just hadn't watched it yet. And, uh, I had seen Jack Ryan and thought it was phenomenal. It's like watching a movie every single time Absolutely. you watch it. I mean, it is literally movie production quality every episode. I agree. And that's not typically my type of show that much. Um, really? No. I mean, it's fine, but it's not typically something I gravitate towards. No, and cartoons. I, yeah. Watch. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I did enjoy it quite a bit, nonetheless. In fact, I, I think I enjoyed it more than The Boys, in fact, but they're both great. You enjoyed Jack Ryan better than The Boys? I think so. I, I, think, I do. I think I, yeah, I think so. I really, I think. Well, no, I take that back. I don't. I don't like it better than The Boys only because um, I just really like superhero stuff. Me too, but I love <laughs> uh, the cast of Jack Ryan. Such a good oh, cast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anything with John Krasinski. And you're right, it has a very cinematic feel to it, where The Boys isn't necessarily cinematic. Not, not, a, not a bad thing. No, it's just not. just saying it's, it's not necessarily cinematic. Like it's a, It feels it, like it's a world inhabited that you're watching, whereas yes. Jack Ryan feels more enveloping. Yes, and I feel like Carnival, Carnival Row splits the difference. There, Absolutely, where it is somewhat cinematic, but you're still in a world where you're you're just like watching everything play out. But it's very dark. Yes, like not like dark in tone, 
like literally dark, yes, darkly filmed. Like, like I might not be able to watch see it, it. Yes. now that I have no <laughs> night vision out of one eye. <laughs> right, it's it's hard to see sometimes. If you have any glare on your TV whatsoever, you're not going to see the picture because <laughs> right. it's just very dark. Um, yeah, so that was the boys. That's uh, season two is coming out September fourth. I got one little news thing, and it's not really news at all, but there is a movie coming out today. What? Well tomorrow but not in a theater no not in a theater um on hulu that caught my eye oh and it's called palm springs and it has andy samberg in it and it is basically a newer updated ripoff of groundhog day it's basically what it is it's groundhog day really and it stars but more i don't know it stars andy samberg and somebody i can't remember the female but anyway, no, of course you wouldn't. I can't remember. It's not like a super famous oh. female lead. Um, but they're on vacation, and I guess Andy Samberg is already caught in the loop. But somehow she gets caught in the loop as well with him. So now they're both together, but they're doing the Groundhog Day reliving every day thing, and it looks like pretty much a straight like not. Change in concept. It's pretty much the same story as Groundhog Day. Right. But I really enjoy Andy Samberg. It's got very good reviews out so far by people that have seen it early. Uh, Critics that have seen it early. And I'm really looking forward to it. And it comes out July 10th. And I'm going to watch it right away, pretty much. Well, that's tomorrow. Yeah. No, today. Today. Yeah. There you go. That's Uh why I said today. I get it. So if you're looking for something, um, watch that. And we'll probably talk about it next week. It's on, I believe, on Hulu. Okay, I'll watch it. For and sure. I don't know if it's available anywhere else. I think it's a Hulu original. Huh, interesting. I didn't know they were doing their own movies. Um, I didn't know either, but I'm pretty sure that's where it is. They got the money. They sure do. Um, so there was a new... So there's a new Marvel game coming out. Marvel Avengers game. I saw it. Briefly saw something about that. Did you? I did not know anything about this until recently. Like yesterday, uh, that they were making a, an Avengers game, and they had this. They called it Marvel Avengers War Table live stream, and they live streamed gameplay and everything about the uh, game, basically. Oh, and it's by Square Enix, one of my favorite production yes. studios. So and then, it's an RPG. Well, I'm not quite sure. I think it is. There's different aspects of this game, so you have. Um, like single missions you can go on, but then there is large scale like war zone type missions as well. I think you are playing as one singular character though. Okay. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I didn't dive that deep into it, but what I did watch was the gameplay trailers and stuff for it and how it's put together. And then they came out with the, the big bad, the, the villain and. Oh, is that Modoc, right? It's Modoc. Yes. Yes. Mental organism designed only for killing. Yes. That is MODOK. Which I had a thought, theory thought that that would be the next, one of the, maybe the next uh, overarching villain in the MCU going forward. Yeah. But I don't know. Now I'm thinking maybe it might be Galactus, but still. I tell you what, when I watched um, the gameplay and everything for it, it reminds me so much of uh, like the Batman Arkham games. Oh, nice. It it feels that way. It looks that way. The, the, the way the whole game is made looks to be like the same style. You know what I mean? 
And it's got me really intrigued for it. Like I've never really been big in any of the Marvel games that have come out before. You know what's a good series of this games is the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance series of games. Oh, really? They're very fun. I've never played that. They're like over top and it's like a team, like you can play multiplayer Ooh, I like and that. you're like moving through the different stages. Yeah. It's very, I don't want to say kind of set up like those Lego games are set up where you're kind of like over top and in one stage. Yes. And then you kind of move to the next stage, but you build your team, whether they're actual people or AI, you build like a four person team and you can switch in and out different. Do you remember? Uh, and you level them up. I mean, it's got an aspect of RPG to it. It's a great yeah, game series. That sounds good. Especially but, to play with your kids. Do you remember like the army men games? Uh, yeah. Mm hmm. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, kind of. The way you describe that, where you're over top and you can set up guys certain areas and do different things. But that was a fun game. Yeah. I really like now, that. Now, you don't stationarily set up people for RPG no, I get. gameplay. It's, it's live fighting. But you can also combo with your other teammates nice. and do some pretty awesome stuff. So. so this game's got me really intrigued because there was like a big... Uh, Thor aspect yes, to it. A big. You got to play with Thor. I want to play with Thor so bad. I'm looking at some gameplay footage right now. It looks awesome, doesn't it? It could be a bit of a button masher, but it's hard to tell right now. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be. It it definitely it drops you into like set environments that you can't move out of to fight a wave of people. It looks like. I I don't know. I didn't know that part. Maybe it is, but I know there's so. When they were doing the trailer and talking about it, it does sound like you will be able to play different characters, but I think there's one main character in the story. It's a different Avenger that comes into play. It's a female character, and I think you're going to be centered around her. Um, the story is. The story is definitely centered around her. Um, Black but, Widow? No. It's, she can like extend her. It's almost like she can extend her arms and make them bigger. And she has like this force with her arms. Oh, is it? You should be seeing it. Ms. Marvel? No. Okay. Never mind. It's not. I don't know who it is. Um, well, I, we'll see. There's 20 minutes of gameplay here. so <laughs> Yeah. And the video I was watching was like an hour long. So It would be really fun to play as Iron Man, though, because you can fly around. Yes. And Iron Man looks really cool. Like you, I got to hear all their voices and stuff. They're different, obviously, characters than the movies. You're not going to get the movie people to I did see a really good tweet. Um, they, at the announcement panel you're talking about they announced the cast who the voice actors for all the characters yeah and like marvel made this like huge thing they're like this person has thor this person has bruce banner this person blah blah, blah. named them all and somebody wrote it all down on twitter and just right next to each one wrote who <laughs> who yeah who yeah it's nobody, nobody you've ever heard of right nobody knows any of these people but that i don't know the i think it looks really good this the voices sound really good i think it all plays really well so that also comes out september 4th the same day that that uh, the boys comes oh out oh my gosh what are we gonna do with ourselves i'm gonna watch the boys no i'm gonna i'm gonna play the game during the day and watch the boys in the evening well that's exciting because if there's any sort of multiplayer aspect for it that seems like a good one you could play with kids yeah i think so and it looks intense so i'm excited for it for sure sweet uh you don't have another no story. i do not oh i do um, oh, I posted this on our social media, um, and it's just a video nerd. The Nerdist put it up, but a guy literally sang Jurassic Park's 
theme song. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I did watch it. This was incredible. <laughs> the way this guy uses, it's all his voice. So he did like the horn section. He did like every section of this song with his voice and recorded it all separately, but then put it all in a video. And there's like 30 different little screens of this guy's head singing these different parts to make the Jurassic Park theme song. The amount of time this man spent on this one little project, probably during his quarantine, yeah. I would assume. Um, and this is why we're getting these type of things, I think, is because of the whole COVID quarantine. People are stuck at home and need something to do. Let's keep it going, folks. He apparently is very good at doing this stuff. But he, what a one hell of a falsetto this guy has. You know? Yeah. Uh, I know another man that has a hell of a falsetto. That's true. Who's that? You. You're right, Chris. I do. <laughs> uh, and if you you're going to talk about that, Aaron Neville. Well, yeah, Aaron Neville does, but I don't know if you know this. I did a duet with Aaron Neville. Yeah. Um, it was a few weeks ago now, but. Uh, you should look it up. You should look it up. I don't. I think it was our top 1090 action films. Yes, I believe so. Um, look that. Look that up. Check out the video. It's on YouTube. But I, I kind of do a good falsetto. But this guy's on par with that. And he does a phenomenal job of making this Jurassic Park theme song. I think everybody should watch it. I posted it. Get on our Facebook page and you'll see it. But I don't know. I, I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I think he needs credit for what he had done. Yeah, it's amazing how much time people put on some of this stuff that they're never going to get any money off of, basically. N- nothing. I mean, but- he might get a million hits, a million views, and it might launch a channel i guess for him it might launch something because i mean if nerdist is posting it and tagging him in it he's gonna get but some, i was watching this video this youtuber that had a video and they make a bunch of their money i guess on some other venture but they have a youtube channel and they were showing on this youtube channel they're like i i just want to show because we get a lot of questions i want to show how much revenue we're getting for our youtube videos they're like this one has a million views it's been out for two years it's over the two years, it's gained a million views. We have made $450 on that video. They're like, our biggest video of all wow. time came out two years ago. It's got over 2 million views right now. We have made $1,200 on that video. He's like, now I know a lot of you are watching this, and you're like, $1,200 on one video. It's like, but that's 2 million views, <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yeah, but I feel like, it, so if people are getting those views a little bit quicker than two years, I think they make more money, don't they? They make more money by having longer videos. That's why what you see now, the trend on YouTube is longer videos. You'll see a lot more like 10-minute long videos. Oh. Because I don't know if it's because more ads run or it just makes people seem are more committed so they're more likely to watch the ad. I don't know. But somehow you make more money if your video is longer. Really? So people that do like 30 seconds. It used to be like all the videos were under two minutes, basically. Yeah, a lot and of people. And everybody had thought, oh, that's short. that's what the attention span is. We gotta keep them short. And they get all these views, but they don't get any money for it. Now you'll see, like if you look at Mr. Beast's videos, a lot of those are like 15 minutes long. Yeah. Sometimes longer. Yes, you know what I mean? They are. Mr. Beast does some pretty good vis- videos. Yeah, he does. And <laughs> but we he's talked about that one he's time. He's probably making a fortune off of off of them. You know, if he's got 20 minute, 15 minute videos that people are watching on a weekly basis, I mean He's making millions of dollars, most likely. Right. And there are people that are making some serious money from that stuff. Yeah, well, for sure. Um, 
What were we talking about? Not us. We make our money via patreon.com slash snarf comics. If you would like to subscribe and support us, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you're on the news. You finished yeah. Jurassic Park. There's more. You got more use. I do. So there was apparently there was talk about releasing the Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. Yeah, Batman Forever. Wait, they did. It, that's, nope. What are you talking? Oh, you mean like a director's cut? Yes. So it's actually like two hours and uh, 50 minutes long or something like that. It's I, don't, like, I don't know if I need that. They were talking about it. But so I'll there was take like, it. I mean, I will take it. It was an extended cut of the film. It was like a director's cut. But it's probably like, no, those are probably finished scenes. They're well, like deleted scenes are just added in, right? I don't know. Apparently, it was a little bit different than the original film. Like the direction of it went a little bit different than the film that came out. And I, I don't know how. I'm a big fan of director's cuts. I mean, um, they're usually when you see a director's cut, they're better, I think. Yeah, it's like the, Daredevil, the one that everybody hates. Like the director's cut is the definitive version of that, and it makes it a significantly better movie. It also moves it from a PG thirteen to an R rating. So the original Schumacher, uh, like the released film, was one hundred and twenty one minutes. That's the theatrical cut, um, and this one was one hundred and seventy. Okay, so you're getting fifty extra minutes, basically forty nine extra minutes. And the 170-minute extended version of Batman Forever is said to be far darker than the 121 theatrical. Okay, then I definitely want to see it. And it says it's with an opening uh, depicting Two-Face breaking out of, like, Arkham Asylum and additional subplot with Bruce Wayne's, like, psychology issues, uh, like, psychological issues with whatever he's went through, apparently. Um and it said, which includes him confronting a giant man-sized bat. Okay. I would watch that. Yeah, I would not see that. So anyway, leading up to this, like they, they were saying like sh- the, there's the Schumacher cut that exists. People want it. Let's see it. You know, we've had this Snyder cut thing that's going to happen. And Warner Brothers came out and said, we have absolutely zero plans of ever releasing this. Well, anymore. the problem is how are they going to make money off of it? Right. Because. There's no more things such as DVDs. Right. There's really no real thing of rental income. So the only way they're going to make money is by licensing that, streaming it, which, again, they're going to put it on their own platform. So the only thing they could get from it, potentially, is more subscribers onto HBO Now, or basically, or HBO Max. Yeah, that's about it. might be worth it. I mean, if it doesn't take any extra money, really, like if you just go to Joel Schumacher and be like, we'll give you a million dollars, not even probably. All you got to do is recut the movie, right? There's no new footage to film. It's not like the Snyder Cut where they're finishing graphics yeah, they're making new footage. They're literally making a new they're film. They're making a new movie. So The way that they, I guess he wanted to make it. But anyway, no, I'm, I'm for it. I'm for all director's cuts. I got a list right here of some of the best director's cuts of all time. You want to hear them? Um, yes. Let I, me talk about this one more thing. Okay. All I wanted to say was... Um, Sylvester Stallone came out with that Rambo Last Blood movie not too long ago. What was it? A few yeah, years. Yeah, we talked ago? about it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I still need to watch it. Um, apparently, it's available on. It says it's available on iTunes, but it's free on Prime right now. Okay, I need to watch that. For That's sure. where I watched it, and I will say it's not a great movie, but it's one of the most brutally violent movies I've ever seen. Really? If you like that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah, I know. Oh, I do. 
Um, I definitely need to watch it. But apparently, uh, Sylvester Stallone is teasing another Rambo movie. I'm in. A sixth Rambo movie. Give it to me, still, Sly. <laughs> Give it to me, Sly. Come on, Stallone. I don't know if I am. Uh, you know, if you can make them cheap. Do you know a, how old this man is? If he can, Watch that movie. I understand he's that. He's still ripped, dude. You can't do that going into your 80s, though. He's still ripped. Like, he's mid-70s, right? That's fine. That's I'm not the whole age point. discriminating that, that's here. That's the whole I'm just point of the movie. Like, he's old now. I know, but you still have to be capable of doing things. And is he going uh, to be? I don't know. I mean, by I, the time this COVID thing's done, by the time like actual like full-time productions are happening, doubles. he's teasing this so therefore it's not necessarily going to happen but if it does by the time it does the dude's gonna be 80 years old and gonna be like oh get off my lawn which was a great movie it was a great movie you're right (laughs) (laughs) darn it (laughs) i don't know i don't know if i'm in for it i haven't seen last blood so i I mean i'd be more in if they went the direction they went with creed where they brought in a secondary character which i I think the creed movies are great the first but how do you do that with rambo where John Rambo's the guy who always has the chip on his shoulder and has to f- fix everything. But well, he doesn't have. I don't think he's got any kids that we know of. No. So Maybe I mean, he had illegitimate. A, he had a daughter. He had love affairs. But you need to watch Last Blood to learn about that. Oh, spoilers! Not a real daughter, but a fake daughter. Eh, it was like a <laughs> an apparition girl that he raised. Oh, all right. Okay. A girlish he raised. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in for that, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I just want to know what everybody else thinks. Like, are you in for another Rambo movie with an 80-year-old man? Yes. If the story's good, if, if there's he, some action, listen, I guess. I don't, I'm in for everything. Give me it no, all. No, you're not. All of it. You're not in for everything. Not in the slightest. Yeah. I'm in. What about a good dinosaur, too? I mean, I have no reason <laughs> to tell anybody not to make it. That's true. I'll probably watch it, and I'll no, probably shit on it yeah. because it's going to be terrible. Maybe it'd be good. <laughs> Maybe. Because uh, the first one was decent. The first one is a travesty. I think the first one was kind of good. All right, here's some famous director's cuts. I'm not going to list all of them. There's 25 on this list. A bunch of them we don't care about. Um, but I'm going to bring up ones that you might know of. So the uh, Rid, uh, Blade Runner, that was one where the director's cut was more famous than the original movie. Um, and the director's cut is widely considered to be way better. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I love Blade Runner. It's so dated when you watch it now, um, but that's fine. Like the original Blade Runner, not the 2094? The original, right. Yeah. But in 1992, there was a director's cut. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Was it longer? Uh, yes, it's longer, and it's basically, I don't know what happened, but that's a Ridley Scott movie. So he got to make the movie the way he wanted to make it, and I know that it was a way bigger deal. So Nice. Uh, Kingdom of Heaven, another Ridley Scott movie. Orlando Bloom, where they go to, like, they're on the Crusades, Liam Neeson's. There. Yes. Um, which I love that movie. I didn't even know there's a director's cut, so now I want to watch it. Another famous one, Apocalypse Now, Redux. Redo. Fan- Francis Ford Coppola. I think that's the only version I've ever seen, so... Um, I'm assuming that's... I don't think I have. Apocalypse Now... Redux. Redux. Yeah, have you seen Apocalypse Now? Yes. Okay, you've probably seen that, because I feel like 
I don't know. When I guess. we would have seen that movie is when that DVD was out. Yeah, but, I would assume so, because it would have been in the 90s for sure. Uh, it was in 2001 that came out, that Redux. Oh, I don't so know if I, I, have I, I probably wouldn't have seen it till after 2001. You don't think so? I saw it in the 90s for sure. No, I don't think I saw it till I was probably in high sc- or in college. Hmm. Or high school, probably high Why? school. What were you doing before then? <laughs> like being a child, not, not watching, watching apocalypse, horrible now. rated R uh, Vietnam War movies. I was. <laughs> um, all right, uh, let's see what's another one. Uh, Lord of the Rings: Two Towers. I have all the extended versions. They extended all of them, didn't they? They did. Like, didn't Peter and Jackson have like every single extended? Yeah, cut and they're version. like four hours each, and they're totally awesome, worth it. Really? Oh, I love the extra footage. The extra footage on the Lord of the Rings movies makes the movies better. No kidding. Yeah, it, there's some dynamics that actually kind of changes the dynamic of the story. So Wow. But each movie really is over three hours long after that, right? So um, given, given New Line Cinema's massive financial investment, the first two theatrical cuts... Um, Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers had to clock in at a reasonable runtime, i.e. under three hours. Fortunately, given the immense popularity of the films, Jackson was able to have a deeper emotional resonance with the extended editions. The best of the bunch is The Two Towers, which fleshes out the relationship between Faramir and his father um, in the wake of Boromir's death. Faramir's budding romance with Eowyn is also given more time. So I do specifically remember that The Two Towers extended cut is excellent, and that's why it's kind of always been one of my favorites. Gosh, I need to go back and watch all these. We all need to go back and watch them. Really, I do. We I should. need to go back and watch them because I'm I, I don't have that good a recollection of these movies. We could do Lord of the Rings as um, uh, homework. We should. We're supposed to be doing Phantom. <sighs> Screw Phantom. Let's do Lord of the Rings. Okay. What's with this Amazon production? Too? It won't be. It's not Snarf Talk homework. All right. We'll okay. just do like. Bonus content. Yeah. Bonus. Is there a way we could do a watch along? But then we'd have to, <sighs> we'd be doing four hour long podcasts. Yeah, that's a Patreon. Yeah. So, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm willing to do that, but can we find time to do a four, to hour, do long a four hour just Patreon watch along where they watch it along like a commentary track? I mean, Yes, we can because we have those evenings sometimes when we do snarfiokies. Yes, that's true. We we should so, work towards that, or we just watch them on our own and we come back as a snarf to, as I mean, a I Patreon think, to review it. I think that's the way to go. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, we 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 can maybe do one uh, watch along. Uh, we could do it with the two towers if, if that's the your favorite one. So, well, um, we'll see. We'll we'll. we'll We'll start. We'll 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 get working on that, guys. We do need to work on it because we need to work on our podcasting while watching a movie. Yeah. I got to get my TV in here and stuff. Like thing. Like we've listened to these before. You and I have, uh, you know, separately, but like uh, Fat Man on Batman does that. Yeah, like uh, Kevin Smith has done that where he's had a lot of watch alongs with certain people and where he's watched a movie and then had commentary involved with it. He's good at that. Because he's just very good at speaking and being able to watch the movie. I think I'm going to get lost in watching the movie and never speak through the whole thing. The thing is, you got to really not watch the movie. Exactly. You got to just comment on what you're seeing. Right. Not watching, but what you're seeing. There's a difference. I don't think that's in our skill set yet. 
Right. So we'll stick to well, I think we the have review. the skill set for it. We just need to practice it. Okay. We'll try. You know it. what I mean? We'll try it on a shorter movie. Yeah. Right. Like a good like 90 minute or um another one is Bad Santa. That had a director's cut. So I think that's the only one I've watched. I don't know if I've seen the original cut. Um, I don't know. Because I, I didn't watch that until years after it came out, and everybody's like, you've never seen Bad Santa? So I said, no. I'm not a huge Billy Bob Thornton fan myself. Ooh. Until I, I saw him in Bad Santa, and then I saw him in uh, Fargo. Fargo. Oh, so good. Fargo's the one that turned me. Yeah, I mean, Sling great. Blade's fine. You good know, acting. Like I don't he does think it's it. that good, to be honest. The movie is not good. Yeah. I think the movie is not good. I'm just saying, like, it's fine because, yes, he acted well. I couldn't do that, what he did in that movie. Did a very good thing. That's what put him on the map. I don't think it'd be, be able to be made today. No. No. I like the way you don't. <laughs> um, um, the Shining had a, a Stanley Kubrick uh, director's cut. Because that needed to be longer. Um, Ali, which we just talked about, is available on Netflix this month, right? Yes. Um, great movie. Definitely watch that movie. movie. That, Will Smith is a phenomenal actor. Will Smith is Do you great, know that? but what's really great is the life of Muhammad Ali. It's, it's okay. just an awesome story. Yeah. Like he's an awesome, interesting person. Yeah, I agree and with probably you. one of the greatest, most interesting athletes of all time. 100%. I think that's known across the board. Um, all right. So... There's a bunch more. Kill Bill. I've never seen that one. You've never seen Kill Bill? No, I've seen Kill Bill. I've never seen oh. this. Kill Bill, The Whole Bloody Affair is what it's Gosh, called. I just about had a heart attack, Chris. Uh, I love Kill Bill. I thought you were going to tell me you never seen Kill Bill, and I was going to literally throat punch you. Um, the Whole Bloody Affair is... I don't know if is that Is it was, like all the movies tied together? I really don't know. Um, maybe. There's just volume one and volume two, right? Uh, I think, yeah, yes. I don't really know. I'm not going to read it, but Kill Bill, the whole bloody affair, they say. If you guys haven't seen Kill Bill, get on it. All right. Because it's interesting stuff. And last, we'll go with Almost Famous. Cameron Crowe apparently had a director's cut. I love, I that. love, that, love that, movie. that movie. One of my favorite movies. Um, but Anything with being like a roadie in a band. I don't know that I've seen the director's cut of that. So, Who's that one girl? It's uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Kate Hudson? Yeah. That's her. Yeah. She's good in it. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. That role. You've brought this up before. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm not going to say it and again. It, like, st- I have to stop every time to think about it, but I remember you talking about that. Yeah. And it's a real thing, apparently. Yeah. Like, that's a real... Yeah, she's an example of that. Like, in trope. That, in, that, in that movie. Um. And then, as I have mentioned, I just don't understand how you know that kind of stuff. Manic pixie dream girl. Who finds that out? How do you find that out? And as I mentioned, one of the best director's cuts of all time Daredevil director's cut, rated R. No way. It's great. It's way, well, it's way better than the original theatrical cut. I guess I'll have to go back and watch that again. So much better. Don't believe you. Much improved version. I, I believe that it can be an, a, an improved version from the theatrical release, but I honestly don't think it would be hard to do. Underappreciated movies, Daredevil, the director's cut. You haven't seen Daredevil until you've seen the director's cut. Proof positive that given a silk purse, the men in suits at the movie studio can make you a sow's ear. What? <laughs> Let me say the uh, sentence again. 
You haven't seen Daredevil until you've seen the director's cut. Proof positive that, given a silk purse, the men in suits at the movie studios can make you make you a sow's ear. I have no I idea what that means. I don't know what that means either. I've Maybe read it he's, twice, and I still don't know what it means. That guy's on a different level than us, because I don't know what that has to do with anything about Daredevil. Um, <laughs> so who's who directed that? Um, Mark Steven Johnson. Oh, I don't know him. Directed Daredevil, executive produced Elektra, and wrote Ghost Rider. Hmm. Three movies that just wowed everyone. Yeah. Well, I love the Daredevil <laughs> movie, but that's just because I was a huge Daredevil fan, and there was right, like and that no, was the only thing you got. There was no even thought in anybody in the world's mind that there would ever be a Daredevil movie. No, nobody knew who Daredevil was outside of Spider-Man fan or comic book fans. Sure, I should say, um, and you know, it wasn't a mainstream character at the time. And it continued oh, no, to not time, be a mainstream character after that movie. <laughs> right. It really didn't. It didn't do anything for it, but uh, Netflix did that for And I it. wouldn't even say it's a na- mainstream character now, even I, after the Netflix series. I mean, it's a hell of a lot closer to being mainstream. Yeah, but I don't think most people would still even know about it. I think if you say the name Daredevil in public, people will recognize that. It'll be like Evil Knievel? No, I don't think that'll be the case. It'll be like Duke Kaboom? <laughs> If they know Duke Kaboom before they know Daredevil, I think that's an issue. (laughs) Well, anyway, that's all I got for... um, Oh, wait. There is a... Director Johnson is currently rumored to be developing an HBO pilot of Preacher. What are you talking about? What? Are they making an HBO show after they already have an AMC show? That's weird. Anyway, moving on from that. Huh. Um... I have another, I've got some more news. Stuff. Okay, go ahead. Um, so apparently, you know, the big show? Yeah. From the WWE or WWF oh, or. No, I don't then. The big show. I think I do. Yeah. Really big guy. He's yes, like a yeah. big show. I know. I'm looking at him right now. Yes, I know who he is. Okay. I thought it was a name of a, a nickname of a baseball player. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that is too. David Seaton Temple, no. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but he'll he'll tell us. Okay. <laughs> I'm positive. Um yeah, the big show. I don't remember. Anyway, the big show or maybe was, I'm uh, just thinking of it's they call it the show when you go to like the major leagues. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and that's what the the, the game was game. for PlayStation. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm confusing it. You know, they stopped doing all baseball games basically. We've talked about this before and it so makes aggravating. no sense. It's like the best sports game to Love play it. on a video game. I spent so much time playing baseball on I mean a video Madden game. is it great is so fun because it's so dynamic. But But once they added the into these baseball games, once they added the fact that you can be in the minor leagues and build up your player and get into the, the show, yeah, or, you know, or whatever. That was so fun. But even just doing seasons with your team and building up your team the way you want and drafting people, golly, that was just so fun. And it just dinger like, after dinger. Oh, hitting dingers, man. Gary Gaietti out there at second base. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I guess? Craig Biggio out there. <laughs> Gary Gaietti. <laughs> That's from like MLB 99 or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there was, uh, oh, why can't I think of his name? I never can think of anyway. Anyway, the big show. Uh, apparently, they were talking to him about uh, doing something for the MCU, and he said, "If I could do anything for the MCU, 
when they do a reboot of Daredevil, I want to be Kingpin. Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. And so that he's like, if there's one character I could ever play, I want to play the character of Kingpin in a Daredevil reboot because I think that role was made for me. Just because he's big? No. Have, so he has a show on Netflix. Okay. It's called The Big Show. Okay. And it's him with teenage daughters, right? It's like a sitcom style show, like single camera sitcom style show. And it's awful. Uh, uh, I'm sure. It is awful. Grady has been big into wrestling and he was watching wrestling for a while. He kind of got out of it now. But for there was a few months there where all he wanted to do was watch wrestling. And then he saw, he knew who the big show was and he saw it on Netflix. He's like, Dad, I want to watch that. Whatever. You know, it's like, it's like rated TV Y. You know, it's, it's family friendly. And we turned it on. He is the single worst actor I think I've ever seen play a dad in a show. It's not a hard character to play, I don't think. I'm not an actor. I guess I shouldn't put that judgment out there, but he just is not very good at it. And him playing Kingpin after us seeing Vincent D'Onofrio, it's just not going to work. You're not going to do it. It's not a good idea for you, big show. If they bring in Charlie Cox as Daredevil, which they've said they are going to do possibly into the MCU. I hope so. Then they ought to bring in Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. If they don't, there's going to be huge backlash, I think. And, and honestly, I think he'll do it 100%. He loved playing that yeah, character. He came out he saying like, yeah, he's not doing anything. Not he doesn't doing really need to. Criminal Minds anymore. No, he wasn't on Criminal Minds. He was on SVU. Long- no, on order. Uh, criminal intent. Criminal intent. That's what I meant. Yes. Is Criminal Minds a different show? Yes. Oh my it's gosh. Completely there's too many show. of those shows. That's a different, that's like a, a CBS show. Oh, okay. This was an NBC show. Gotcha. It's a big no no, Chris. You don't cross those streams, buddy. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, so that's happening. Uh, Ray Fisher, we talked about him last week. Yes. He's cyborg. He was throwing out some tea on Joss Sweden. Yes. That's what the kids say nowadays did you know that no i don't like it. spilling the tea don't like that at all oh yeah that's what they say chris we're we're modern we're gonna say these kids um yeah he he gave some juice on uh old joss whedon doing some bad things apparently not uh, a little unbecoming of a proper gentleman yeah and apparently now he's coming out and saying like well my nda prevents me from saying anymore so don't ask me about it I can't talk about it anymore because I have an NDA that says I can't give you any more details. Oh, well, that's convenient. Isn't it? Yeah, but I did see that Gal Gadot came with some... Uh, Gadot. Gadot, whatever. She came no, out, I don't know. She came out with some, um, also some criticisms of uh, Joss Whedon. Did she? Apparently, there was a risque scene that he wanted her to do. She refused to do it. And instead of... And he just got a stunt double to do it. And apparently that made her angry. Okay. And this was commented on, all of this was commented on by Kevin Smith. I was reading in an article. So they must have talked about it on Fat Man on Beyond. Yeah, so I haven't listened to the whole I haven't listened yet. to it either. But I started it, but I haven't got to the part where they talk about it. Basically what he was suggesting mm-hmm. was that what seems most likely to him is that Josh Whedon came on set after Zach was gone and basically was just trashing 
the movie that they had made. But when you're trashing everything that Zach had done that they've been working on for two years or whatever, yeah. you're also trashing all the people that are still working on the movie with you. Yeah. So I think that maybe led to a little bit of this anger issue. I can understand and that. He said Wouldn't that you get mad that at that? would like, be an unprofessional thing to do. I completely I mean, agree. There's no doubt about that. But. You know, let's say you work on a project of anything for you two years and then somebody be... else comes in and, and is in charge of it and then says like, oh, that looks like shit. Let's redo it all. Well, and on top of that, it sounds like the movie they were making was better. Better. Yeah. But we're going to find who out. Who knows? We're going to find out. Yeah. We get a Snyder cut. So we'll see. I mean, I mean, Ben Affleck hasn't been quiet about it. Like, he loved the movie that Zach was making, Zach Snyder was making. My cousin. He, he did not like the movie that first made. First cousin, I think. That Josh Whedon made. So we'll see. I think if you get to that level, it's hard to get to that level without a massive ego. Sure. So I agree. When you're dealing with people with this level of ego, you're going to have people get rubbed the wrong way. Yeah, especially when you've had so many people talk about you in a positive way. Yeah. You know, like you're basically the be all end all. Yes. Of everything. Like, oh, everything he touches is gold. I mean, the only thing he made that wasn't great was Age of Ultron. And yeah, but even so, it just made so much money and it wasn't to the point of. And even so did Justice League. It made like $700 million. Well, I know, but it still didn't get pandered as much as like what. Justice League and all the DC movies did, you know, like Age of Ultron or even Thor: The Dark World. All those movies, they don't get talked about like the way DC does. Well, I will say, I think that why is that in a post Zack Snyder world after that movie came out, like somehow a lot of stuff got shifted away from him because there was a lot of hate for him. There was after Batman v Superman. And after, well, I think Superman was generally well received, but there, I, yeah, I don't feel like Superman was treated the same way as these Zack Snyder movies were. Yeah. Well, anyway, there was generally a lot of dislike for him going into that movie. Um, so I think there was a lot of hope when we, Joss Whedon took over cause he would, he was making better movies. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't turn out that way. So everybody goes back in hindsight and says, well, if Zack Snyder would have got to finish it. Well, you shit, you guys just all got done bashing him for Batman v Superman, which isn't good. It's but it's not terrible. And it's just not cohesive. Right. And it's got some problems, but um, it's just the whole like third act. The first half of that movie, I will maintain, is pretty freaking good. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And then it just devolves. It's just all of his third acts devolve into this like dark, gloomy slow motion explosions. Yeah, and everything like everything gets CGI characters, and everything gets turned into this like uh, apocalyptic world, but where nothing else exists besides this war zone that they're in. So do a lot of comic book movies, a lot of them. They yeah, they do. I mean, and the MCU have done it too. I mean, look, the Avengers movies. Yeah, Venom, but I'm not. I'm not putting Venom up in the categories no, of these, but to be honest, Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, absolutely. Wonder Woman is 100% a hundred percent. A lot of way. the Avengers movies are the same. Third act of Wonder Woman turns into this, like basically like steel mill where everything is melting around you and right. it's just fire and lava. And I think the reason why, why it works in Avengers is because they have a, they keep everything a lot brighter. A lot it's more all brighter. Comic booky. And then B, they intermix a lot of humor 
and levity into that situation as as the action's going along. And I and what, another thing is like you have the people inside of this like little war zone area where everything's tore up, but they also pull out of there and go to different characters in different places. Yeah. They've done that a lot where you see normal people walking around and doing things and then you go back to the war zone area. Right. And they like have communication with each other. I think that's good. That's a good thing. In any of these DC movies, they've never done that. You're just stuck in this dark, gloomy, like super dark and molten area. They always have this lava around. I don't know why this is there, but they always do that. And it's so aggravating. And Wonder Woman, I love that movie. I really do. Um, I ignore the third act because the, the first, you know, two thirds of this movie is just is awesome. Yeah. I loved the character. I love the way they portray her. I love the way they, they bring in all of the like different character arcs in the story. I think it works really well until the end. Right. And they just kind of miss the mark there, but I'm super excited for wonder woman 1984 because they keep releasing images on that. Yeah. It looks awesome. It looks so good. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, Obviously, I like the vision that Zack Snyder, at least we think that he has. Um, and there's I'm a lot. I'm excited of, about it. I think what happened to Joss Whedon is he tried to take those DC characters that have already been made so serious and he tried to make them like the Avengers, like light and fun and quippy. It doesn't and it work. It just didn't, didn't work no, at all. Not with the direction of the movie already put in place. And yeah, you can't. You can do it with Batman very slightly. Try to do it with Aquaman, and it worked a little bit. That's um, about the only character you could do it with. Flash. They did a little bit well, with Flash. Well, you can definitely do it with Flash. I don't know. I like the Flash character in that. I don't like his suit, but I like the character. I didn't specifically dislike any of the characters, but the villain was awful, and the yes. plot was not good. Other than that, I mean... Oh, other than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. There were some good moments, and I guess I need to rewatch it, but I just don't want to. I don't want to sit through it again. Um, so but, you're not going to watch the Snyder Cut? Of, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I just meant the original cut. Oh, yeah. I, I, I haven't went back to it because at the time I was always like, oh, I think these are good, but I do that with most things. Right. And now in retrospect, looking back, like I don't ever watch it again. Right. I've seen it on TV a bunch. I've, I've never put it on like there's just really no need to do any of that so i don't is that rain um i don't know i don't hear it that's pouring rain outside is it it is pouring rain right now that's that's a good thing right that is a good thing is that good for you yeah rain in july that's what it's all about that's what that's where the bread is baked yeah I hope that's, that's, where, that's what it is, and it's not just the air conditioning going off or something. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was just the air conditioning. That's where the dough is needed. I think it's rain. Anyway. It could be. Let's move on. Let's uh, give, you got more news? Um, no. No, I don't. Because I got a ton of what I've been watching. All right, get after it. I don't, I don't have much here. Did, oh, I, can I just, before we do your what you're watching, can I just do a, a, a avid listener's? list yeah so mr green oh yeah he gave us his list of what he's watching i just felt i'd throw it out there real quick um he comments on patreon a lot and gives us a lot of different things 
And I just felt like I should give you guys what he's watching. It's just a few things. There are three things that I, one of them is Zootopia right off the bat. Apparently he's watching this. I'm assuming kids are involved, but I've seen this movie probably 4,700 times. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And, um, it fits really well into our like time (laughs) right now because it started this whole like, like race issue. Right off the bat. Although it's really, if you dissect it, it's a little problematic in the way they portray it. But we're not going to get into that. that. Yeah. It just, you know, it. I like the movie a lot. Jason Bateman is the fox, and I think he's a great character. I don't remember who does the bunny voice. Um, I can't remember. I don't think it's a major actress. No, I don't think it is either. But uh, I love, I, I really do like that movie. I always have liked it. My favorite part of that movie is the the Godfather like character that is the oh, mole. Yeah. It's just this little mole sitting in a little chair. And he, and I, my favorite part is where he just says, ice him. <laughs> and he like waves his little paw finger, like ice him. And he's got these huge giant polar bears that are going to throw him into this ice bath, I guess. So like a, the ocean. Yeah. I think it was what it was. And then he starts talking to him because his, daughter or granddaughter walks up in a wedding dress and says that that bunny is the one that saved her earlier or helped her earlier. And he's like, Oh, you helped my granddaughter. It was like a Godfather. Type yeah. Scene. It was so great. I love that scene. It's I, my I favorite do. One. I like that movie a lot. It's, um, it's a good, like you don't see a lot of, it's a smart mystery movie for kids. So that's a Disney movie. Correct. Yeah. Disney. Okay. That's that makes sense. I did I, have one major problem with that movie that just bugs me to death to this day and almost makes me want to boycott the movie. And it's their hmm. portrayal of rural people. Yes, I understand and that. I don't know if we've talked about it before, but I have a huge problem in this movie where they glorify urban life and with being hillbilly farmers. They just glorify the life of like Everything in this rural area where she comes from is like a joke. These rural idiot bumpkins. Like, why would anybody want to be there? I want to be in the city. It's where all the action they is. Do. They really glorify they really like, urban life at the expense of rural life. And to, to the point where I feel like it's a little problematic for me. I get it. I, I've never really noticed that myself. Because I'm just a, so much more of a positive, better person. Um, rewatch it, but I get it. No, I, I say that as a joke, but I do understand what you mean because me thinking back on that movie, I've, I can see every still image of this movie in my brain. (laughs) It's ingrained in me Uh, in it. I do. You're right. Because they have the farmer stand and they're all, they're all like hillbillies. And that doesn't bother me as much as it's just, it goes with the automatic assumption that like, you got to get out of this place. These mm-hmm. are the places that you need to leave to get to the progressive city because everything's backwards out here. These people are essentially racist and scared and not intelligent. And well, the goal of everything is to get to the urban no, area where where I'm going to push back is- on that a little bit because I think the whole idea of the movie is that she wanted to be a police officer and she saw her main like where she could thrive in a in the police community would be in the big city because it's a bigger police force. Like she wanted to get in that police force in the, in Zootopia because that's the big Mecca. Yeah. That's the Mecca, the urban area. That's where everything's happening. But I think the the world revolves around. 
No, I think the story revolves around her wanting to get into the big police force, not the happy hometown police force. Well, I say I will say that's but one I of get what you're saying. More effective uh, parts of that movie is her story as an allegory for being like a female officer breaking barriers yes. in a world. It, that's the parallel there is, and that's what they do. Yeah, her being the underdog having to break that glass ceiling is. Very much it parallel. wasn't only female, but it was like a specific race or like type of animal. Well, the, but the allegory bunny, for her is female. But they also say a bunny could never be a police officer. They right. didn't specify male or female at that point. But I think that's what they were going for that that idea because oh. the race idea it go the race idea is is rooted in the whole predator prey thing. Yes, and that's where it's really pretty problematic because. Um, if you look at it as a, at an allegory for race, which I think it was made to I be think it was, on yeah. purpose, but if you really deconstruct that as a message, what you're really putting out there is that they're saying now, like, don't prejudge anybody, predator and prey, they're all equal, you shouldn't look down on that. But what they're saying in that is that, like, oh, but at one point the predators were bad, but now they've evolved, oh. and we all need to be equal together now. But see, that's problematic because that's a really bad allegory for race. Yeah, I see what you mean. And it's because actually some pretty point, problematic in message. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I'm completely looking at it wrong, but that was my understanding of it. No, I, I agree with you. I think that is the way you could take it um, if you're very negative and dark. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Mr. Green had watched Zootopia. I like that movie. I think it's a good watch. I like it except for that one little... But again, that throw me... us a comment um, in Patreon or wherever, and uh, I will say, it tell is, us why you're watching that because it's definitely one of the more watchable Disney movies. Was it one that you just sat down to watch, or was it one that was driven by a child? Right. You know, either way like, is cool. Either way, I mean, I honestly don't ever really have a problem when somebody says, well, "I'm going to turn on Zootopia." I feel the same way about Sing. We were talking about that. Yeah, with, you were. I think it's such a good movie. Yeah. I really do. It is a good movie. I, I like that movie a lot. I like it a lot. Um, he's also watched Hamilton, and I haven't watched that yet. And the only reason I haven't watched it yet is because it's like three hours long. Yeah, so I, I saw it in the theater, obviously, um, or in the stage theater mm-hmm. in Chicago. Um, so I kind of have seen it, which also makes me kind of hesitant to want to watch it again because it is a lot to digest. And you were saying that last episode, like it's just so much to take in. And yeah. you had to literally, like you said, it was um, work yes. because you had to pay attention so much because you had to understand what they were saying because it's all like rap. But that was, I was kind of excited about this because you're not sitting a million rows back and you can actually, you're right up there in the action and you can understand yes. it better. Yes. So I was excited about that. I started watching it the day after it came out. I was really excited to watch it. And I did start watching it. Um, and I got about 15 minutes into it, and I'm just like, I'm not in this place to watch this movie. Because <laughs> yeah, it was yes. right after I got hurt. Yeah. I was sitting at home. I'm like, I just can't. I can't, I can't this handle right this now. right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I turned it off, and I don't know I tell how you soon what, it's, it's, before it's, I go into it or back into it or not. It's but. blowing up on all the social media as people are watching it left and right. It is blowing up, but it's also drawing a lot of controversy. A lot of people is want it? it canceled and taken off and I thrown didn't out of history. 
There's a lot of hate going on for okay, it. Okay, thrown out of history. I understand where you're going with this. Um, no, I'm saying that people, that's what they want it canceled because of the glorification of founding fathers. Yeah, I get it. No, I... And I think that's completely ridiculous, obviously, but... Yeah. And it's not going away, so... No, it's it. not. Um, so he was. He apparently watched that. I'd like to know how he felt about it. And then he's also watched Avatar. The, he's been watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Not the movie, I assume. No. He's talking about no, the, the cartoon, cartoon. Which he... Um, show. Earlier, since I like Rebels so much... Yes. He suggested that I watch. Um, I did watch the first episode. Um, that is one thing that I did watch... Over the last so many days, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get into watching this. I watched the first episode. Um, I couldn't immediately get into it. Yeah. But I'm not saying I won't go back to it. Well, it's the first episode. Yeah, you exactly. got to give way more time to it Again, than just the it first just, episode. I started it and I'm like, I don't have the capability to jump into this four seasons. Are they 30 minutes or? They're 30 minutes, yeah, but there's a lot of episodes and I'm just like, I, yeah. can't, I can't dive into this right now. So I will probably go back to it though because. I do. I. It's very much something that I would like. Um, sure. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, anybody else? If you want to send us what you're watching, uh, we will talk about them just like we did now with Mr. Green. So thanks for sending us that. Yeah, I. I did try to. I was thinking about getting into because I did get HBO Max over the weekend. Yeah. Um. I we've I've been complaining that you can't get it on Amazon. You can get and it then on I, Xbox. Then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, I can get it on my Xbox. So I did. Yeah. Um, so I was checking out that. Yeah, well, but the goofy part about this is that you have to use a whole completely separate email address in order to even get the stuff. Because well, the one you had for... No, to get a discount. No, mine will not let me get it because it says my service provider won't, won't give it to you. Oh, yeah, you can't get it through Verizon. Right. Yeah. But Just like you can't get it through Amazon. I understand that, but so it gives you a code on the screen that you have to type in, and but it says use your phone or computer. I get on either one of those on HBO Max, like register or whatever, and it says your service provider does not provide this, uh, you know, in your area, but it gives you a list of things to select from. And I mean, what do you select? Right. Besides Verizon or a TV network, like, dish or whatever like i don't have any of those things I don't besides know. my phone i started it from a new service i'm gonna have to look more into it because i could not get it you could just piggy off back off mine for a while and then we'll see how it goes i'm not paying you for it well that doesn't seem right take it out of the snarf <laughs> fund. <laughs> that's what i was thinking about the other day when i was signing up because i signed up through the dc deal right yeah so we're both individually paying for dc and then i added on yeah. hbo max i'm like why do we not just pay for that <laughs> yes. together? Yeah, because we talk about it directly on here. That's the, basically the only reason why we have it. But we're not. I'm not going to use people's Patreon funds to pay for it. <laughs> no. no <I laughs> that agree. wouldn't be cool. Um, all right. So, so go ahead. I got a bunch of stuff. Did I ever talk about Sonic the Hedgehog on the podcast? No, but I watched that movie. Oh, so did I. And I watched it several weeks ago, and I forgot about that I watched it, and I, I guess I forgot to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but we can talk about it real quickly. Get after it. I did watch Sonic the Hedgehog. I had very moderately low expectations going into it. Absolutely. I had heard good things. I mean, it made a lot of money. Critics were pretty... Did it? Yeah, it made a ton of money. The critics were pretty happy with it overall. Um, 
and sorry, this is itching me. Um, <laughs> and so we watched it, and I thought it was great. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really, really fun movie. I thought Jim Carrey was phenomenal in it. I think Jim Carrey is the... He's so versatile. I know everybody thinks he's goofy, but I tell you what, he can play a lot of weird characters. He was very good. It was a very much of a return to like old school Jim Carrey, and it was welcome. Yes, it was. And if you want to put somebody in the Mr. Like Robotnik yeah. type role i think he's perfect and i love what they did at the or end is it dr robotnik yeah dr yeah, robot i love at the end how they set up for the sequel yes um, and the sequel's happening for sure it's already been confirmed and there was so much turmoil at the beginning of this movie that i didn't think it would pan out very well well i thought it was a joke originally like when i saw the original trailer with the yes dangerous minds theme song yes. and i'm like this is a joke right it didn't no. look like it. It looked like a fake movie. It it, it certainly didn't look like a big budget movie. Right. And then you see Jim Carrey, and you're like, "Wait, what?" But turns out it was a big budget movie, and it was actually pretty freaking good. Yeah, and it, it was, was enjoyable to watch with kids or adults or both. Um, it, it's definitely it, a kids movie. It has that Alvin and the Chipmunks kind of vibe. Yeah, but a it's little bit a not a lot better than that. Yeah, it is. I'm just saying, like the dynamic between a digital character and humans yeah. you know what i mean like it has that type of vibe but yeah the the film as a whole is way better um the guy who voices sonic is uh he's the other guy you like that was with middle ditch in that improv thing he was on it uh, is yeah uh schwartzman no not schwartzman uh schwartz jason schwartz no you're thinking of jason schwartzman um yeah i am i think that's, that's not who, who it is. is no it's not Ben Schwartz. Oh, Schwartz. Close. I said you, Schwartz. You got that right. yeah. yeah. Ben Schwartz, who was in, he's in, well, he's in another show I'm going to talk about soon, but he was also on Parks and Rec, right? Yeah. John Ralphio. Yep. Anyway, he does a great job with that character. Uh, James Marsden. 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 Is really yeah. good. Um, everybody's really good in it. I thought it was really fun, entertaining. Yes. I'm excited for the sequel, honestly. It, and it made me, re like, even from the very beginning when they did the whole, like, Sega thing. I love it. I loved it. I loved every part of that. And I thought, I'm like, wow, they really did a good job with this movie. And then I started reading online. There is some talk that the early controversy with the character design, there's some talk that, that was, they did that on purpose. Really? And I, it's just a... Just to draw attention to the Just a theory, movie? but just to draw attention to it. That they might have already had it... Made. Made the correct way, and they released it that way just to drum up the controversy. Hmm. Maybe. And I doubt it. You but can't rule it out. I can't rule it out. You don't know what these companies are going to do. Yeah. I, I don't know. It could be a thing with social media nowadays to try to like draw up some buzz yeah. around a film. Because they, I mean, it was delayed quite a while. Yeah, that's true. But who knows? But anyway, overall, I'd say that's a solid kids movie. And I love what they do with the rings. Yeah, I thought that How was cool. He gather, they gather the rings and like it, they serve an actual purpose in his world. Um, and then I like having how, to I go love back the, and get I, the rings. That I, way, the whole idea that um, it's like a multi-dimensional universe. Yes. So they're able to make that all work. Yes. And so real quick, the, well, speaking of multi-dimensional worlds, I watched a video of... Uh, um, 
Oh, shit. I can never think of people's names. The guy who wrote uh, Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman. He had an interview, and I was listening to him in the interview, and he was talking about people submitting things to Skybound, his comic book company. And he was talking about these books, and he said a comic book that was on his in the business, and he said it's uh, Birthright. But when he said it, it sounded like Forthright at first, and I had to replay the video a few times, and I was like, what did he say? I was like, did somebody take that name? And then I realized it was Birthright. It wasn't a big deal. Well, we definitely own that name, so. Yeah, it it bothered me, and that's why I kept playing this back over and over again. Because it's like an actual historical thing. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Like, don't they call like the Fourth Reich, like when all the Nazis went to like Argentina and stuff after World War II? I, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. We definitely didn't create it, but it's our comic book. All right. Next one that I've been watching. Well, I'll I'll quickly throw this one in um, because I don't want to spend too much time. I've been talking about it a lot. I finally finished Rebels. Good job. I finished it. What a chore. It's amazing. The last season is incredible. The last two episodes are amazing. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm done. Go watch it. You have to watch it. All right. All right. Um, next thing I watched is I, I got HBO Max. You did. So I watched uh, a movie on there called Ford versus Ferrari. Did you watch it? Yes. I've heard very good things about this. Uh, the very good things you heard are correct, sir. Really? You liked it a lot. Very, very good, entertaining movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, Matt Damon is phenomenal. Christian Matt Bale Damon. is phenomenal. Um, the whole history, uh, everything that was going on there, which I think is pretty based in reality. Yeah, no, I, that's what I heard is very good about it, is that it's very accurate to what actually played out in well, real life. Well, that's awesome, and it's a really good movie. Cool. I would highly suggest watching that. Okay, good. And it's something different, too, which is great. Refreshing. Gosh, I need different to watch than it. what we normally watch. You know what I mean? I know, and it is different than what I would normally watch. That's why I haven't watched it because I, I was like, it it didn't really draw me in. Cars are cool. I Honestly, think the racing thing is cool. Racing but, movies, there's not a good. I mean, Days of Thunder is amazing. Yeah, but those days are over. Yeah, you and know, there like, hasn't just not like usually racing movies in general don't get me too excited. Right, and I tell you what, NASCAR's having a real problem right now. Yeah, a lot of revolt there. I will say, um, that movie, especially even too when they get, first of all, is a drama. It plays amazing Um, and has a lot of emotion to it, Mm -hmm. a lot of heart to it. But also as like a racing movie, it also has you on the edge of your seat a lot of the times. Because I didn't really feel that from watching any of the trailers or any like little snippets. Most of the racing stuff's like right at the end um, when they actually do go to the Le Mans. Sure. And it's an amazing story. It's amazing that it's a true story, and it's pretty good. Hmm. I've spent time watching the Le Mans race, the 24-hour race. Really? Um, it's pretty cool. It's, I've never watched it like all the way through, but First of all, how they have like driving intense. teams. Yeah. So the guy, like, first they of all, switch it's, out it's drivers. hilarious to watch whenever this happened. What was it, the 60s maybe? Yeah, I think it was. It's hilarious to watch like what pitting was like. Or is is like at the Le Mans. 
It's not like NASCAR. No. It's like no, you get out, driver gets out, has a cup of tea. Yeah. They're like changing shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's a big deal. They're getting a little bit of a rest. Um, but they'll completely switch drivers. They do for a while, yep. Yeah. And you know, it's just weird how it works where you can be like laps behind and then end up being laps and laps and laps ahead That's towards wild. the end. And it, it's a really, really, really good movie. Check it out. Think think about the like the amount of work that takes to plan. Oh yeah. You know, to plan out those stops and you are kind of worried about time because you don't want to get too far back, but you do have enough time to get some rest, but it's planning all that out in order to win that type of race. It's also crazy. There's like so the much technology involved. of the car back then that early on yeah. where they're still hitting 200 miles an hour plus on the straightaways on Le Mans. And then like, doing crazy curves but you're doing it for 24 hours yes and when your second driver's coming in it's generally like just just don't go too crazy right don't break don't wreck the car yes um that's not when you're doing your passing laps and stuff like that and just the stuff they got i mean can you even imagine a car running at full peak for, for 24, 24 hours? hours like at the peak of at its performance peak, at, no past the peak i mean yeah. pushing it the whole way and there is some interesting things they do with breaks and stuff. Anyway, it's a cool. great movie. All right, I got to watch it. I don't know if it won any awards. It should have. Yeah. Christian Bale should have won an award for that. He's I think. so good. It's, he is so good. And he was like normal size. He's pretty skinny in it. But is yeah. he? But I mean, he, he didn't... looks pretty jaunt. He should have won Best Actor for that movie, I think. No kidding? Because he gets so extreme in all of his movies. I felt like this one was pretty mundane. I have never seen it. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's an over-the-top performance. It's just he disappears into it. Really? Very well. Whereas Matt Damon also does great, but he doesn't disappear into the role. Right. The same way. Yeah. Um, I got to watch this now. Holy smokes. The next movie I watched, because I got on a tear here, was uh, Ad Astra. The um, the Brad Pitt movie. In space. Space movie. Okay. Holy shit really so boring oh you had me there for i couldn't i could not finish it i had to stop watching it because it just nothing was happening no kidding i, I just, felt like there was like pretty good buzz about this movie. I, first of all i couldn't like stay awake because nothing happens and then nothing continues wow. to happen and then past where you're to the point where you're like i should have turned this off a long time ago nothing still happens and then you get towards the end and then nothing happens and then the big twist at the end nothing happens nothing happens oh in this movie gosh. it's terrible <laughs> it is awful um maybe i was in the right headspace for it i don't know but it didn't work for me yeah that doesn't sound like anything i want to watch i then. mean brad pitt was good in it um so he just goes to space right tell me the premise of this well there is some interesting Okay, so the rough premise, and I didn't even, I, I was in and out because it's so boring. Right. But it's that Brad Pitt um, is here on Earth. His father was like a famous, um, as Tommy Lee Jones, he was like a famous astronaut. And he was okay. going to like Neptune or somewhere out on the edge of the universe. And they just did get disappear over there. They're gone for like years, like 20 years, whatever, yeah. long okay. time. Yeah. And so... Something happens on the earth. There's like a huge power surge. 
And they come to find out they think it's like some kind of an attack from like the outer edge of the universe. And the, basically the government comes to Brad Pitt and they're like, we think that your dad's alive. There's something going on out there. We need, and he's like attacking the earth some, in some oh. respect. So we need you to go to... I mean, that sounds interesting. We need to go, we need you to go to Mars so we can send, so you can send a message to your father to try to like appeal to his rational side. So the, I mean, that's intriguing. To it me. is intriguing in the aspect in the beginning where he's got to travel to the moon base. And then from there, for some reason, there's pirates on moon rovers attacking them. That doesn't make any sense to me oh, whatsoever. Okay. And he's got to get to the transport station on the moon so he can be transported to Mars because they need to be on Mars to send the message to Neptune in any sort of decent time frame because it's away from all the electromagnetism of the sun or most of the electromagnetism of the sun and the earth and all that crap. So what I don't understand is why can't he just record the message, then send the message to Mars and then send the message, recorded message from Mars. Right. Completely makes (laughs) no sense. Anyway, but he's got to go there and sit in this room and send his dad messages through space. That's it? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, there's more that happens at the end, but... I don't want to spoil it, but I wouldn't watch it if I was you. <laughs> I won't. So we'll move on from that one. All right. There are okay, two main things I've been watching. So, But a real quick before that, I started watching Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I pretty much all, I watched all of season one. Oh, you did? Yeah. And I will say, I mean, as much as people absolutely love this show, I'm saying people are obsessed with this yes. show. It's like a cult. Yeah. Um. I don't think that started happening until the second season, though. I don't know. It took me a long time. I, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it is. As an animated comedy. But it took me a lot of season one to understand how this isn't, where, where this is coming from. Like the weight of this show. Okay. That people seem to have, like connections to right, these characters. Right, right. Outside of it just being like a Futurama type comedy. Yeah. Um. And I'm starting to get, I'm starting to see it towards the end of season one. But that's, that's what a, I mean. That's I a think long way to get into it to try and get to the point where you're interested. I don't think it really blew people away f- for season one, though. Okay. I think season two is where it, it kicked in. And I, that's, I don't know for sure, but I remember it being out for a while before people were saying, like, oh man, you really got to watch this show. And I did watch one episode of it, like way later on the whole pickle Rick thing. Yeah. Um, and that episode, it was awesome. Yeah. I know no other context besides that, sh- that episode. I started season one a while ago. Um, and never finished it. Never even came close to finishing it. But then I skipped ahead just to see that one episode because so many people were talking about it. And that episode's amazing. So yeah, it must change later on in the seasons, I think. It must, but... Just get better story. You know, it was fine, and I enjoyed it as an animated comedy. Um, I'll probably keep on watching it a little bit, but um, didn't blow me away, but... It's certainly not family-friendly. Oh, no. That's the hard <laughs> part about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and just recently, actually yesterday, I started... I, I spent... I watched a lot of stuff. Because I've had a lot of downtime, but there was like a two-day gap where I just could not find anything 
I couldn't start anything. There's really? nothing I really wanted to start. Oh, I hate that. To watch, and I just kept like ending up on my phone. That's more rain. That's more rain. I just kind of ended up on my phone, and it it makes me angry that I missed so much time. But yeah, it took me forever to make HBO Max work in the first place. So really, yeah, because I got it on my Xbox, but then it kept like freezing up, and like. Anytime you go to play something, this title's not available right now, which the HBO Now app did a lot. It did. And this one is also doing that, and it drives me That's insane. That's stupid. So anyway. Come on, HBO. All of Rick and Morty is on HBO Max, by the way. You know, overall, HBO Max, I like it. I like the, the layout of it. It's a very nice app, probably one of the best. But I don't know that there's really a lot more there than, yeah. than HBO Now. So would you say it's like less than Max? No, I mean, yeah. Maybe. Is it maxed out or? I think there's a lot of good stuff coming, but it's fine. It's it. I want it. I mean, I like all the HBO content. Sure, that's mostly what I was looking at. Yeah. Um, but Doom Patrol is on there, which I should have watched that. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know what you were doing. Um, you know, I wasn't really in. I really a, thought you were gonna come here and say like, "Oh, I basically caught up to Doom Patrol." I don't know, Jerry. I, this week, I haven't been in the best headspace. <laughs> yeah. I've kind of devolved into a little bit of depression. So yeah. I was not like in a good space for watching stuff. Now I'm better now. But, good. Um, but recently, yesterday, I started watching... Um, I, I've seen this show before on Netflix, but I've never really found myself to be that interested. I think at one point, I actually watched the first episode, and I thought, like, meh, uh, maybe. And then I saw that they canceled it, there's going to be one more season, and then they canceled it. And everybody was going crazy. They're like, this is the best show ever. How could you cancel this? And Netflix just canceled everything, by the way. They like went on a canceling spree. They did? Yeah. They canceled, I didn't know this. They canceled a bunch of shows. Anyway, this was one of them. Um, the Last Kingdom. Yeah, about uh, the king and... <laughs> the last one? No, I don't know. it's it's set during like the Anglo-Saxon period with the Vikings. Um, yeah, isn't taking uh, over England? That's what it's. Isn't about. that Timothy Chalamet? Isn't he in that? Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. I have no idea. I don't even know who that is. Isn't he the king? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of kings. Maybe I'm thinking of the long, the uh, different. I thought this was a movie. No. Timothy Chalamet. Um, He's in Dune. He's Maud Dib. He might be in it. He looks kind of familiar. Anyway, um, so it's like in that period where there's lots of kings in England. Yeah. And the Vikings are taking... So you spend a lot of time with the Vikings. You spend a lot of time with the Saxons. You spend a lot of time... It's kind of Game of Thronesy where you spend a lot of time with these different groups of people. Yeah. But you, you, have, one, it out. you have one character that's like the thread between all of them. Um, so I started watching this, I, you know, again, the first episode or two weren't that interesting to me, but then it really started drawing me in and now I'm hooked. I'm into this show. Really? This is pretty much all I'm going to watch for, and there's like four seasons, so it'll be a little while. Um, and they're hour long episodes, but I okay. really am, and am enjoying it a lot. First of all. Oh, it started in 2015. Yeah. It's been on for a while. How many how many seasons are there? There's four, I believe. Okay, so they didn't create one for 2020. Um, I think there's going to be one more coming. Four seasons, it says. Um, 
Yeah, no, this isn't this isn't what I was thinking of. Oh, Timothy Chalamet is Henry the Fifth. Yeah, what's that? In The King. The King. Yeah, not that. Okay, and it's just a movie. That's just a movie. That's but a movie. I think it's this has a eight point four IMDb rating. That's what, pretty good. What is it on Rotten Tomatoes? Ninety one percent. Okay, yeah, it's a ninety one percenter. It's really wow. good. Wow. It's good. Holy smokes. I'm really, really, really enjoying it a lot. I think the cast is amazing. I feel like this is something Amy and I could really you get would, into. You would like this show a lot. And I, I will say, um, it's for the most part, I mean, it's got incredibly gory, violent scenes in it. Love it. But it's not that bad. Like, I've been able to catch bits and pieces with the kids around, if, as long as you keep the pause button on the ready. Sure. I mean, there's some cursing and that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. it's not as uh, over the top. It's it's like a little more. Uh, it's not as over the top of game as Game of Thrones was, and it's not as you know magical. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like Game it's more of Thrones historical is drama. fantasy. This is much more historical. As I mean, for what it looks like, yeah, for what I see. But what I really enjoy about it is that for a show set in that time period, it's really about the political drama oh, okay. and like the marshalling of armies this is why you would like it yeah. so it's more about like the strategy of war yes and the politics behind all these kingdoms and deals and you know it's got the whole thing where before every battle even with the vikings they're doing they're coming together at the beginning the kings are to come up with terms and sure you know negotiate like what the war is going to be yeah and then they have the battles, cool. and the battles aren't over the top. They're very much just like, except for the Vikings, which are no. excellent warriors. Yeah. But like the Saxons are farmers, you know. Yeah. With not even all of them with swords and stuff. So it's very like realistic that way, as far as I, I would think. You're not seeing these like over the top scenes of these armies marching. They're like an army of like 50 peasants. Right, like walking, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. with like you know across a thing and meeting in battle like an army of fifty Vikings and doing their little battle, um, and there's lots of like setting up like that and strategy around that. So it's got some of those political aspects, kind of a Game of Thrones with less drama, and of course it's got interpersonal stuff too because the main oh, character. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but the main character was a. An Englishman, or I guess it's before England, but he would have been a Saxon, I guess. And he actually was an heir to his kingdom. His father gets killed, and he is next in line. But he gets captured in that battle by the Vikings and gets raised as a Dane, they call it. Okay. He gets raised as a Viking for his whole life. He's a Viking, yeah. And ends up actually getting like adopted by this like Viking king and becomes a part of his family. But... You know, then there's he ends up having to make a decision at one point, and I'm not going to give away everything about where his allegiances lie. Okay, and he's not trusted fully by both sides because to the Saxons he's a Dane, to the Danes he's a Saxon. You know what I mean? So he kind of it kind of coasts between these two worlds. And is it Alfred the Great? Um. Alfred is the king, yeah. Yeah, Alfred the Great defends his kingdom from the Norse invaders. Um, and then it says, born a Saxon, but raised by Vikings. That's, yeah, that's the main, that's not the main character. Alfred is not the main character. Oh, oh, okay. Um, 
Ulrich. Utrid. 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 Utrid, son of Utrid. Born a Saxon but raised by Vikings, seeks to claim his ancestral birthright. That's right. It's good. Wow. I enjoy it a lot. I highly recommend people check it out. I'm going to be watching it pretty much for the next two weeks, probably. Um, Yeah, it's really fun. There's 36 episodes. Yeah, they're an hour long, so I'll be at it for a while. Yeah. And they're long. The episodes are not fast-paced. That's fine. But the slowness of it doesn't seem to bother me yet. Okay. I will say that. Like, I think the pacing's about right. Not a lot happens, but they do cover amount, you know, significant amounts of time between episodes or through episodes. So there is a passage of time. Which is good. You're not watching it in real time where it doesn't feel real to you. Yeah. You know, like in one episode, you know, somebody's pregnant in the next episode. She has the baby. So it's like, oh, nine months have happened between these two points in time. Yeah. And that, that doesn't I don't know, man. In, in 8.4 on IMDb for a TV show is very good. It's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. So this has got me definitely intrigued. And I've seen it on Netflix a bunch, but sometimes I see these pictures of shows. It looks low and budget. It's so generic looking. It looks to me. generic and low budget. Yeah. And it Just, isn't. So, um, Oh, what's his name? Jason Momoa has that one Frontier. The Frontier show. And I've heard that's terrible. Yeah. It's not very good. It's it is slow and there's just not much to it. And the budget was low. So it it just, you know, didn't look good to me. Amy started watching it and I saw bits and pieces of it and I was like, Yeah, that's something I I don't ever want to watch. This reminded me of that, uh, from what I've had seen, but apparently, according to you. And everyone else on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, way better. I'm I mean, so surprised I haven't heard much more about it. It's no substitute for Game of Thrones. If you love Game of Thrones, this is not, not a substitute. Look, I'm not looking for a substitute. Well, I know, but after that went off the air, a lot of people are like, okay, what's the next? What can we watch? We like that so much. What can we watch that's similar? It's maybe, not that similar. Maybe this isn't getting the acclaim. I think maybe it Up got until buried now in because that. it got buried from Game of Thrones. I, I mean, so. the the last seasons were, was coming out two years ago now, almost right. Um, so nobody's going to talk about the Last Kingdom on Netflix when Game of Thrones is just m- literally murdering every other show that's out there. Uh, actually, for me, there was a little c- bit of confusion between this show and Kingdom of Heaven, the sh- movie we were talking about earlier. Oh, I was a little confused what was going on there, and I don't know. I just seemed to miss it, but. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I highly recommend it. Awesome. My last show um, that I watched, binged, Mm -hmm. I should say, was one that I had told myself I had no interest in watching. I said to myself, I have no interest in the show. I feel like it's got a real political bend to it, and I don't want to be a part of that. Sure. And it is Space Force. Yes. So I watched the first episode of this a while ago, but I don't really remember much from it. And um, let me just say, I loved it. I thoroughly... You watched the whole thing? I watched the whole season, binged it in like one day. Wow. It's like 10 episodes. I don't think... I think they're maybe half-hour episodes, but I'm not sure. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. In fact, yes, it has some politics to it. Yes. Well, it's it's dealing with the government. It's making fun of uh, Trump heavily. Um, That doesn't bother me. Um, it makes fun of the government too. Yeah. And it, it's obviously the whole 
premise of it is basically making fun of the Trump administration. Yeah. But it really doesn't, that is not the star of the show. It, it, it does have elements of that in there. I am not a political ideologue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care about politics and pretty much right down the middle. Yeah. So if people want to make fun of Trump, that's fine. If people want to make fun of whoever the Democrats are, that's fine. I don't care. How is uh, Steve Carell? I'm sure he's good. Steve Carell, I think, is great. I, I, the first episode or even the first couple episodes are not very representative of what the show is. I also early on watched the first episode and pretty much decided I had no interest in it. Um, I think I might even watch the second episode and thought like this isn't I, this isn't going to be good. Yeah, but it does get good. It gets really good. And Steve Carell, I think, is great, and he brings even though he's got to talk with a weird, low, gravelly voice for some reason. He does. Yeah. Um, he brings, you know, a lot to the role. Um, you think what this is going to be is like a reprisal of Michael Scott, like oh, this dumbass. General, I don't. I didn't get that. I I don't think you could pull that off in a show like this. Well, there is moments of that, but that is one thing I really enjoyed. Is they could have went that direction, and they didn't, which is would have made it completely unbelievable. Yeah, you know, and they do poke a lot of fun at these four star generals, making them seem kind of dumb. Yeah, um, but they do a bit. Um, they do kind of go the opposite direction later on, and really make them not look as bad and basically make Trump look worse. But oh. um, whatever, that's fine. Um, they actually give him some real capability later on as a, an actually oh, a competent leader, which I think is great. Um, John and, Malkovich is phenomenal in this show. Is he really? He is so good. He's on the top of his game. He is amazing. Um, we talked about Ben Schwartz earlier. He's in it. Great. He's like his assistant, right? He's like his the social media guy for yeah. the Space Force. Branch. The very first episode, he gets fired. Yeah, but he's um, in it a lot more later on. Yeah. Um, the girl who plays uh, Steve Carell's daughter is great. Um, Lisa Kudrow is his wife. She's got a smaller role, but she's pretty good. They have a... Her name is Captain Ali. Um, she's like the main female protagonist, I guess you could say. She's really, really good. Everybody in the cast is really, really good. I think it's got a lot of... Oh, the is it Jimmy Chang, the comedian? He plays yes. like the scientist. Yes. He's really good as well. The, the show ends up having a lot of comedy, but a lot of stakes to it too, but also a lot of drama and a lot of good heartfelt moments. And they, good. they take that whole thing that they kind of did with The Office, but less... Um, Less because I think it's the same creator as The Office. It's Greg Daniels. Yes. So whereas the the Office is definitely more in the world of the absurd, this is a little more grounded in reality, but still has that. Towards the end of every episode, there's kind of a lighthearted, like light, like Scrubs. Yeah. You know the yes, every like Scrubs. That's a good Scrubs. The end of every um, thing like lifts you up. Good. That it does that in this in a good way. I really, really enjoyed it. I would say if you are a fiercely political person, I think it's it's probably worth putting your politics aside because it's show. really not that political at the end of the day. I And I, don't quit quit taking these TV shows as something that have any weight to what your political beliefs are or anybody else's. Like, if this is what you're going to let you bother you on who you want to vote for for president, 
I mean, your views are skewed to begin with <laughs> right. if you're going to let this TV show do that. so I, I would just say, like, there is a lot of absurdity to it. Sure. There's a lot of heartfelt to it, a lot of comedy to it, and it seems to balance those things pretty well. While at the same time, Good. knowing yeah, that it's absurd. That gets me excited then, because the first episode was just kind of, like, yeah, I get it. Like, it was funny, and there was parts of it I, I really liked, but... I like how you descripted like how it changes and yeah. a little bit from the first episode. I, so I, I got to watch it now. There's yeah. so many things I got to watch now. That one's pretty quick. It was a pretty quick watch. Yeah. And it, it, you burn through it really fast because they're pretty light episodes. So, um, yeah, definitely really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to season two. Hopefully it gets made. Cool. Yeah, I will I say so. one thing that always bothered me at the beginning of this show is when... They got the government or Trump or whatever, they got the heat at the very first onset of coming out with this idea of the Space Force. Yes. Immediately was ridicule. Yes. But I, I never understood that from the beginning. I'm like, this seems like a legitimate thing to do, to have a Space Force. Well, there's but always they been... immediately a s- ridicule it. Well, there's always been a section of the U.S. Air Force that was dedicated to space stuff yeah but it makes perfect sense just like they do in this show to spin it off into its own branch and that's what they did in real life like they just took that branch of the u.s air force and made it its own thing yeah and it it totally makes sense that that would exist given the world we're moving into and it makes sense in the way of being able to prioritize funding for something like that because when you fund the u.s air force that gets appropriated out to different levels. Right, and when you fund NASA, it's, they never want to fund NASA exactly. as much as they should. But what you can fund is the military. People love giving money to the military. Yes. So and if they you, could give money to Space Force and a lot of that money gets funneled into NASA, that's great because they kind of folded those entities together a little bit. And that's the idea here is like once you break it apart from the Air Force, you can get more individualized funding for that one thing, obviously, yeah. than you can coming from like Air, Air Force top. And you know? a lot of that is what the show deals with. Okay. That's a very brought up constantly in the show. There's yeah. a push and pull with the Air Force, and they talk about all these things a lot. Um, in fact, there's a great scene where they're talking in front of Congress about why the Space Force, why they should fund the Space Force and the yeah. budget, whatever. Yeah. And there's a great scene in front of a congressional hearing where they do that, and they got basically all the con- congressmen are real congressman that they've kind of ripped off. They got, oh, really? they got your Ocasio-Cortez person. They got your, you know, Nancy Pelosi person, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So they're grounding a lot of those people in real reality a little bit. And they're kind of poking fun at everybody, um, but mostly at the Trump administration, but that's fine. Um, anyway, I, if b- beyond all that, like it's a good, funny, lighthearted drama that actually isn't just slapstick absurdity. It actually has weight to it, yeah. which I, I, I appreciate it a cool. lot. I hope they go to a season two. I don't know that it'll get made. I don't think it was overwhelmingly reviewed very well. Critic, oh, it was the critic score was pretty low on it, actually. I think it was like 40-something percent. They've been fighting with the government over keeping the name Space Force. Yeah, but they're winning They won. That. I thought yeah. they won it. Well, that's the thing that bothered me. When they first did the Space Force thing, everybody was ridiculing it, which I never understood. Like I said, I'm like... Obviously, we need something to do with space. I mean, that's going to be a major player in the next 100 years, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and everyone's like, well, you call it Space Force. That's ridiculous. As ridiculous as Air Force? 
Right. What? A force in the air. What's the difference? There is none. There is no difference, Chris, in, in, in so any of why that. why are people thinking it's so absurd, the, wor- the word Space Because it force. sounds like a movie thing. Yeah, it does, but... That's only because we've heard Air Force our entire life. If there never was an Air Force and somebody's like, we're going to make an Air, Air Force, Force, everybody would, it would be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and yeah, they don't tell, they don't talk about the Army as the ground force. They just call it the Army. Right. But you could call it a ground force. I mean, they do call them ground forces. They do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. You're right. Um, I mean, they don't call it Ocean Force. No. We should, though. I think that sounds a lot better than the Navy. The Coast Guard. Yeah, because they guard the coast of our country. It's funny. They make fun of the Coast Guard all the time. Oh, puddle jumpers. <laughs> They're, all the Joint Chiefs are going in into the room. And the- That's a big military thing. Like Everybody in the military always makes fun of the Coast Guard. There's one guy that works at my lock right now that was in the Coast Guard. Everybody just gives them crap. I don't know. It's a, Which is bullshit just because Coast Guard's awesome. They do a lot of stuff. They do some dangerous stuff, too. We just give crap to the Coast Guard because... Some of those ship rescues and stuff they do are oh, yeah. unbelievable. There's a... there's a It's called Sector Lake Michigan West. That's who's in charge of the Illinois Waterway. And, I mean, we really don't see them very much, but they do send a boat down called the Sangamon that just picks up buoys. They're just a buoy tender. So it's like... And they come in, but those, the reason we give them crap all the time is because the guys that are on that boat that come in almost will never speak to you. They are very kind of uppity, and I don't know why. It's just like, we'll be like, oh, hey, man. They just kind of stare at you. Like, like well, what? Just say hi back. <laughs> like, it's not that hard. You're just going to pick up buoys, dude. Like, they're real serious. Don't take it so seriously. Super serial. Yeah, I guess so. That sounds like a good show, though. I need to watch it. Because the first, again, the first episode didn't seem like something that was going to pan out all that well. Yeah, well, it does. So Space Force, watch it. Last Kingdom, great. Ford versus Ferrari. Phenomenal. Cool. That show that I was watching, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, um, don't watch it. No? <laughs> no. It doesn't turn out to be It's falling off? Yeah. I thought about watching it. I kind of lost steam on that. Nothing really changes in the show. It's, I, again, I like musicals, like how they break out in song, like right in the middle of the show f- for different things. And a lot of those songs are absolutely ridiculous and very funny, but the show itself just kind of falls flat. It doesn't, there's just not much there. Yeah. You know, and it, it just, it's a complete waste of time. <laughs> You're going to get nothing from it. And I would not suggest anybody watch it. Okay, so well, that's good. Yeah. Is it? Is that good? <laughs> that I've wasted that amount of time watching a show that ended up being terrible? But you could have watched Space Force. Exactly. I could have, but I didn't. And now I've wasted my life. I feel like a failure. Yeah. Thanks for that. No problem. Thunder rolls out there, man. So, for Snarf Talk this week. I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See you. See you.